everyone and welcome back to another episode of CQP Moments. As always, I'm your host, the Coupon Queen Ben. Happy Friday, guys, and you know what that means. It's time for another recap of Firefly Lane. This time we're doing episode 10. So let's take a moment out and we'll be right back. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of CQP Moments Podcast and a little bit of everything with me. This is a collaboration episode special with the Coupon Queenpin from CQP Moments Podcast and Angelica from A Little Bit of Everything with Me. We are going to be recapping the hit show on Netflix called Firefly Lane, episode 10 of part two of season two. All the world's a stage. Kate has often felt invisible next to Telly through the years. But amid major changes, Kate realizes she may need her best friend by her side. Before we even get into this, I want to say happy, 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 happy birthday. (laughs) Happy, 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 happy birthday to my amazing co-host, the Coupon Queen Pin. How you doing? Thank you. Thank you. I am awesome. I am awesome. I am awesome. Oh my gosh. It's, uh, yeah, it's birthday month for me. So yep, I am super excited. So yeah. Before we, yeah, no worries. I just want to give people a heads up here. Um, I'm having some internet issues. So if there's some sort of lagging that I can't edit for some whatever reason, I do apologize. I'd rather just throw this out there now before we get into this. But what a season so far of part two of season two. Remember, this is just part two. They didn't do a part. Uh, they didn't do a season three. It's part two. Now, I feel like it's it's pretty intense. So there's some things we may have to skip because we don't want to trigger anybody. We don't want to, um, you know, it's, it's just hard to watch this one episode. And I'm just thinking it just came back. It's been number one in the top charts for Canada. Um, now it's fallen to number two, but I got to say, holy crap, like bring out the tissues. And I think I've mentioned this before. Oh yeah. Yeah, this is definitely starting to be the season of bring out the tissues, you know, all the great stuff. So really, really crazy. All right. So we start off with um, these two girls, Telly and Kate sitting on the floor in Kate's bedroom. And basically they are closing each other's eyes. Well, actually, Miss Tully is telling Kate to close her eyes. But then we kind of see this different, like, we're seeing a lot happening here. So it seems like the producers are trying to give us, like, how do I say this? Like a mind twist, because I can't swear. So I feel like we're seeing them both. And then she's like, hey, Tully. And then Tully from the present is there in her dream. Then we see a horse 
running through the forest. And this is where I'm trying to figure out where the horse is coming from all of a sudden, because for those who have stuck with us for the longest time, you know, Firefly Lane has given us some crazy hints through the way they they created that show. And here they've given us the same thing, the past, the present, and the future. But she's saying, like, she, it's like she's in the present, both of them all of a sudden, in this some sort of dream or imagination, whatever it is. And it was like, you know, uh, Tully, I miss you so much. Um, sorry, yeah, Tully, I miss you so much. Like, and then present Tully in her dream is like, what are you talking about, you weirdo? And it was just, I was like, you don't remember? You know, we had a fallen out. How could you not remember? Then we see a scene from the car accident. And then we see like, oh my gosh, more of, you know, her daughter of in this accident, which is like, why would they bring that back? Why would you guys do that? You should have brought in a different type of image, right? And back and forth, like she's trying to figure out what's happening because now she's seeing the younger version of Telly and then kisses her on the cheek. And then it's like, I was like, what are they trying to tell us? You know, I was getting scared. Like, did something happen to Kate at this point for us to get all this imagery? And then it leaves us hanging. And then all of a sudden we're brought back to the present where um, that song that they played in the background, she was listening to it on her iPod while she was getting um, her chemo treatments. And John's just there by her side and she just wakes up you know, and he says, you were out for a while. How are you doing? How are you feeling? The session's almost over. And um, I love seeing John and Kate really coming together as one, because I was like, they're really, despite of everything we've seen with Charlie and his way of walking out of this relationship and him trying to find his own self. And then this whole fallen out has happened. It's really nice. And I, like I said to you guys before, like I wanted them back together and here they are, they're making it work. And it makes me, makes me so happy. Yeah. But it just seems like they were so meant to be like, they are the quintessential like dream couple. There's, there's nothing like Johnny and Keith. And I, that whole thing with the, with the dream sequence, I did kind of tell it was a dream, but I was like, I really wanted to know where this was going. Yeah, because the way they just threw these uh, parts of the images of certain scenes that we've seen in the past, that real life, obviously, that has happened in the show, it made me wonder, I'm like, does she die all of a sudden? I hate to say that, but it made me feel like, is like, is she going through something that she's not waking up because you see this horse and what does the significance of this horse? Like you got me thinking like, what are these writers and producers are trying to do to us at this point? Like the season just started restarted, I should say, and you're giving us this. So going, we're still in the present here and um, she's, they're ready to come home. And as she comes home, you know, the family's obviously concerned, like, take a rest, like, be, you know, don't worry, you don't have to make me a sandwich, because she was making a sandwich for Johnny, and then she's like, well, I just want to be helpful, I want to be useful, like, let me do it, and it's not easy, because, you know, she just went through a chemo treatment, she's had her session, and they're just concerned, and then she wants to make a sandwich for Mara, and then it's like, you know, they're like, no, don't worry about it, it's okay, like, you know, just let me you need to rest Kate Kate needs to rest so I was like 
you know, it's, it's hard to see Mara go through this because this is her mom. And I feel like now because of the relationship they had and some of the ups and downs we've seen, she's really, you know, coming around and kind of realize, oh my God, this is my reality. And I have to share every single news with my mother. So she comes like, she's, she's got this paper in her hand saying like, oh, you know, we're going as a group. It's by formal. And, you know, you see, you see the sense of change in Kate as a point of like, oh my God, she's growing up so fast. Like, I feel like she's running so much through her head. Like, wow, I'm I'm hope that I'm able to see this because, you know, I feel like, yeah, she's upset with the whole situation, but I feel like Kate has a better grasp from what we're seeing right now. We obviously don't know what's up and coming in the next episodes of her accepting the fact that, you know, we don't know what the outcome is going to be like. But it kind of made me sad. I'm not going to lie. And she's like, well, I want to go dress shopping with you this weekend. You know, let's go find a dress. I'm so excited. And, you know, it's a different side. It's a different type of relationship. And it just made me feel sad. Right. I don't know about you. Yeah, it made me feel sad. But it was it was actually pleasant to see Mara accepting, like, her mom wanted to go dress shopping with her. Because remember, before it was like, uh, I don't want to go with you. Maybe I should go with Aunt Telly or, oh, I maybe I should go with my friends or, you know, my friend's mom can take us. So mm-hmm. I, I like the fact that they're kind of reconnecting and bonding and, you know, we're, we're getting to see that mother daughter connection rebuild. For sure. And the other thing is, so she steps outside because obviously nobody wants her to do anything. She has the right to rest and she doesn't want to because she still wants to feel useful around the house. And she steps outside with a gorgeous backyard that we've been really enjoying, (laughs) to be honest. And oh my God, she's trying to talk to Kate, uh, Tully. She's trying to call her and figure out like, you know, you haven't been picking up my messages. What are you up to? Like, I think this is, you know, this is it because as we see in the last episode of the season it ends off in a way of they really couldn't meet each other they couldn't find each other like that elevator scene that we saw from last time and she's really trying to get a hold of her best friend because this is she really needs her at this point and it was She's she's like ur- in urgency mode. Like I need my best friend now. We need to reconcile what we got to do and then move forward. So we're taken to the part of their um, career days. I call it the career days because it was really the career days. And you know, Kate is back from this amazing European adventure with this man of her so-called air quote dreams. And she's telling Telly all about it. And it gives us that reassurance of their friendship of during their career days. They're really there for each other. And it seems like, you know, she's just like over the moon with this man. And she's just excited for her future. Yeah, you mean Mr. Cliffs of Dover named Theo, who's just like all over the place. And they go and they have this amazing party and she's just of course like lady diana she even has a haircut i think that that's the funny thing because we 
started calling that haircut a little bit longer, the Sally Jesse Raphael haircut, but it wasn't. It was originally the Lady Di haircut because everyone wanted to be like Lady Diana. You know, everyone's wedding had to look like Lady Di's wedding. Everybody's ring. It was the same thing, you know, with Kate Middleton, you know, the whole ring, the whole, you know, dress. It was the royals. Everyone follows the royals. So, yeah, I wasn't surprised that they had, you know, a Lady Diana, you know, British party. It was awesome. It was uh, we should have called him and we should probably start calling because we don't know how when this re-relationship happened with her and Johnny, but I think we should call him the Prince of uh, Dover Cliffs. <laughs> the Prince of Dover Cliffs? <laughs> That'll be funny. That's the Prince of Dover Cliffs, Theo. Yeah. So we're being brought back to their past in their high school years, and um, they are doing a play together. Um, but we only see a glimpse of that, but then we jump into the present, uh, because, okay, Kate is like, how can you even tell who baked what? So the neighborhood's coming together to really, um, in support of Kate and Johnny and the family. Uh, so it's like every time someone who, why is it someone that every time someone gets sick, like you always have to bake them something? Like, why does it have to be banana bread? Why can't it be like brownies? Why can't it be scones? Why can't it be this? Why can't it be that? So then, of course, uh, Sean comes into the door and it's like, hey, I was just in a neighborhood. And I was thinking about you and I baked something for you. <laughs> so adding on to the pile. And, um, you know, you can tell like the neighborhood's really coming together. But Kate is not used to that because she doesn't want people to feel sorry for her. She doesn't want people to feel like, oh, my God, like Kate, you know, this is she's sick. Like we have to be there for her. Um, we jumped into Telly at in, in our, Antarctica. She's uh, finishing up her her spiel and, you know, she's really doing the job there. And she's sitting down with one of her colleagues and kind of getting to know each other it was interesting to see this because, you know, we know Telly doesn't talk to many people. She's very selective. And she it seems like she's gone to know her colleague really well and explains to this whole situation of her best friend. Like she's moved on. She's found somebody else. And I'm just going to be alone. But then we go back to their career days. And, you know, these two are planning the future obviously telly's planning kate's future at this point because this is who they are they're best friends they want to plan each other's lives so they're always in their lives yeah together. <laughs> that, but i was gonna say that like they're always planning it's always telly planning you know this is what you and i are going to do we're going to do this together because we've seen this from i think the time they met you know telly's always been the the one with all the goals and their goals are always together it's true it's always together so they're talking about something that has happened where you know there's um and i feel like we go through this now currently it's the same thing and i love how they bring those topics into this 
how men will get the job first than women, how they discriminate women, asking like these silly questions for them not to get the job. And, you know, because at that time too, we've seen a revolution where women wanted to have careers. They wanted to have a steady job. So Telly was just like, we need to go undercover, but I need someone to go undercover to document this. And I'm going to go out there and create this amazing story because Telly always has an idea. And of course, she looks at Kate. I know she's been fired, but you know what? She's like, this is a special assignment. We can do this. So, of course, we see them at the office the next day. And, you know, Mutt sets her up with a camera, a camcorder. Also, like, whatever she needs, a resume that Telly built up for her to go get this job in a pharmaceuticals position. Uh, so Johnny's okay with it. He got the approval. Um, let's get this documentary ready. But you know what makes me feel uncomfortable is seeing Johnny knowing that this woman he loves so much, you know, slip away from his arms because the fact that they weren't on the same page, they didn't agree on many things, but they love each other. And I was just like, when does this reconciliation of this relationship happen at this point? Because we're getting a lot of details during their career days with her being the prince of uh D dover cliffs and johnny trying to like how do i behave myself i love this woman so much she's gone out of my life what do i do and i i felt so bad yeah i felt bad too because i i was wondering the same thing i'm like when are they going to meet when are they going to rekindle everything because i mean it's obvious we know at some point they do they rekindle, they get, you know, they get back together. But how? I mean, we see this party. We see Mr. Dover Cliffs. He's, you know, proposing at the party. When do they get back together? What, when, when does this happen? You know, how does this make sense? And, and that's really what it is. So, yeah, I was wondering the same thing. But it's like, it's super crazy. I mean, whoa. So I'm I'm not really I it was just like I was I was baffled, but at the same time I'm like super psyched for them. And going back to the interview, this is like really when people realized that the glass ceiling was real. That it wasn't just a joke. The glass ceiling is real, you know, everything doesn't work because they had similar resumes and with similar qualifications, but they're being told two different stories. And you're getting this all on camera. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And this is where I love that the show has taken uh, real life events in that era. And sometimes, you know, it's still going on for the most part, but just implementing in that and how they built Telly to be this powerhouse of a woman and really empower other women to do the same thing, which we've seen it through season one and, and half of season two so far, where she's really pushing the envelope and really putting herself um, out there, you know, in an empowerment type of way. So we see them in the high school days where they're um, actually auditioning for the famous play that we all heard of, William Shakespeare, Romeo and Juliet. And, you know, 
these two are best friends from the beginning firefly lane girls and telly is there just to support kate because kate really wants to be juliet she just wants to be juliet and the teacher says well telly you're up and she's like no i did not want to be part of this play or nor do i want to i'm just here to support my friend and she's like well telly you're up if you're gonna be here seeing everybody it's only fair if you put on a show so she gets up there and telly being telly (laughs) which i thought this was pretty funny she literally puts it out there which i'm not gonna even say we all know what she said And she says it in a loud voice to prove a point. And that was it. She says a couple words and she is done. It was like, there is the sandwich. All right. Like that's, that was what she wanted. Like that projection of her voice to kind of make it seem the obvious. Like she does not deserve to be on this play. She doesn't care for it. She's just there because her best friend wants to be Julia and she is her cheerleader. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, It was pretty cute. And um, (laughs) Telly being Telly. But then Kate tries to go up and she's picturing herself saying these uh, lines in a different way. Like she's very outgoing. She's into the part. But really she is struggling. She cannot even hold herself together. She is nervous. She is sweating. She's going through all the feelings. And all of a sudden she can't even say the words. And she's really stuttering through the script. So after she was done, Telly Bean, Telly is her best friend, like, great job, Kate. You got a girlfriend. Like, she was there to support her no matter what. But, you know, we get to see more of this interview. And we, going back into the career days, we see more of the interview. But we see something of an encounterment with the security guard And how, you know, Telly's like, how do we get inside there to talk to this guy? So she talks to the security guard in a way that she's like, you know what? I can probably convince him to get him to get us inside. I love how she's always got her entourage, Mutt, Johnny, and Kate, because she's ready to bust this guy for a discrimination and all of the above that you can think of, because that those two interviews were pretty, like you said, they were similar. And she's there to bust out a story. So this is where I got really a bit OMG moment. Um, you know, Kate and Mara, not, well, OMG moment of, oh my goodness, like I feel bad type of moment. I should explain that. Mara is uh, trying on a dress. Kate's okay. She's there. She's sitting. She's excited. She's in the moment. And um, one of the friends of Mara's mom is there too as well. And all of a sudden, Kate gets to some reaction. And all of a sudden, she wants to throw up. And she couldn't know where to go. So smart, Kate. She literally uses her bag. If it was me, I would have cared. Would have done it on the floor. <laughs> you're sick. You're sick. It's got to come out. Like, if you can't make it anywhere, you can't. Um, but it was just very uncomfortable and embarrassing for her, of course. Who wouldn't be? But the lady at the store was just like, are you okay, ma'am? And she's like, this is my friend. She is sick. And, you know, Kate is not used to that phrase that, you know, this is my friend. She is sick. And um, it's it's a different side of Kate that we're seeing that she's not used to 
I guess getting all the attention because she never was getting the attention. We've seen that between her and Kate, uh, sorry, Kate and Tully. It's always Tully getting the attention. She's like the side chick. She's the hype girl. You know, she's the girl that's always behind her shadow type of deal. So it's for her to get all this attention. I can see it's very uncomfortable for her and I don't blame her. I wouldn't want the attention either. No, she doesn't really want any of this attention. And she's having to, you know, she's really having to to deal with it. And she runs out of the store with, you know, and asking, well, do you want to pay for the dress? And, you know, it, it gets a little, you know, she's embarrassed. And I guess Mara is also feeling a little bit of the embarrassment, but she doesn't know how to deal with it. No, she doesn't. So on their way home, she says she's feeling better. Mara gets out of the house for uh, gets out of the car first, and she's really trying to get a hold of Kate. And this is where I'm breaking, guys. Like honestly, I don't know how I'm watching these episodes because this one, I don't even know what it's going to become or what's we're gonna be seeing because we're going episode by episode. And it made me feel so sad. I was getting emotional. This woman is really trying to get a hold of her best friend. And she can't. She's leaving voice messages, voice messages, and voice messages. And she's not getting through to her. So we go back to the high school days. The list is up for who's playing who for this play. And it's like the worst ever. Um... (laughs) Lisa Karen is there too because she's got to see. All right, so who got who? Um, Kate is literally upset because she did not get the part of Juliet, and Telly is the one that got the part of Juliet. And she's like, "Don't congratulate me. I'm not supposed to be Juliet. This is a mistake. I will talk to uh, the teacher and I will figure this out." And Kate's just like, it's okay. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Fine. But you can tell Kate is not fine. She's ready to, she's ready to just, you know, break down. So Telly um, says, why are you giving me this part? I told you I didn't want to be a part of it. And Mr. Waverly explains like she needs to up her grades. And if she does really well in this play, it can really bump up her her grades at the end of the year and how she's got this talent and she shouldn't waste it and she could be good and da da da. He just goes on to convince her that she's got to play Juliet and saying like, no, my friend deserves it. It's even better and all that. But of course, we have already talked about the amazing, <laughs> um, <laughs> amazing Diana and Charles's um I guess welcome home party, like Telly said. I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna invite everybody. This is gonna be a welcome home party for you. I'm excited you're back. And then while she had to go grab something, don't we see the security guard hiding in her bedroom? Which I was like freaked out by this. But but that was the thing, he wasn't really hiding. He was more lurking because she walks in and he's looking through her stuff talking about well aren't we friends um first of all how'd you get in second of all why are you snooping through my stuff and even if the door was open because they're clearly having a party why 
are you in the bedroom going through her stuff instead of being out celebrating with everyone like a friend? She is freaked out. I can't blame her for being so freaked out, but she's clearly freaked out. I agree. She was freaked out and I was just like, oh my goodness. I guess this is the point of her career. She actually realizes like, this is true. Like you gotta kind of split between um, who is a fan, who's a super fan and who's the stalker at this point. And I guess this is where she's so popular now on evening television and on the weekend. It's like, you know, she's starting to realize like, shoot, people are recognizing me. I got to watch and who I pick and choose for whatever it is at this point, because I'm out there, I'm everywhere. And that's obviously one thing she doesn't, you know, she, she kind of just, it clicked in her head. So he tries to grab her and then Prince of Cliff of, oh my God, I'm going to screw this up. Prince of Dover Cliffs. <laughs> comes to her rescue knocks him out and i'm just like oh my god i'm loving this guy but i miss johnny i know i was, I was feeling the same exact way i'm like oh my gosh i love this guy and you know i and 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 then it's like well is he doing this to impress her or is he simply doing this because it's the right thing to do and it's like oh my goodness but you know, Kate in her true friendship fashion, you know, ushers Tully out of the room, you know, to take care of her because this is clearly traumatic. This is clearly traumatic for her. And I mean, it's just like, oh my goodness, what did we just watch? But the stalker was real. It's like, oh my goodness. So she, you know, these two are, they were stuck together again, but, oh. And we see, you know, we see them, you know, go through this, but now we come, of course, we come back to the present and we see Tully knocking at Kate's door again and it looks similar to when you know she was apologizing but now she's there and she says you know you're gonna let me in because my friend called me and she needs me and we're trying to figure out what's going to happen now because we know that Kate indeed, indeed did call her, but what is she going to think when she sees her friend? And this is the first time we really see, you know, we've been kind of seeing it without seeing it this whole time, but we see Kate in the raw, you know, post chemo, going through everything, you know, and she's just sitting there in bed because Johnny just says, you know, she's upstairs in the bedroom. And she looks from the door and Kate's just sitting there in bed in her pajamas. And it's like, I think it was like a whoa for everybody. It was just like, oh, wow. 
And now you're wondering what are they going to say to each other? They left us in the cliffhanger of like, whoa. And it's true. Like I was even shocked by it. I was like, I could have sworn we just saw, I know that the shower scene, which I forgot to mention, like she noticed her hair was, was falling out, but I'm so curious to know what's going to happen with these two now because they leave us in this thing of like she barges open the door and she's like hey what's going like you know it was like oh my god I was in shock but I'm I'm really trying to oh my gosh wrap my mind about it because these two had such an amazing friendship for so long since they were teenagers and then they have this fallen out but then what happens you know what I mean? Like she needs her friend and, you know, it was Telly. And I, again, there's some things I was missing because I was so into certain scenes, but you know, Telly was uh, off following her other colleagues in Colombia and decided, uh, decided, well, decided to leave after she received the messages, but she wasn't getting messages. So how do you explain that after not many months, weeks, whatever it was in the show, of her trying to get a hold of her, you know? Because at one point we see Kate where she's just like, you're ignoring me. Like, is this how it's going to be like, you know? And she didn't want to say over the phone, like, this is what's happening, right? So, um, and, and eventually she does, but I'm curious to see what next week's episode is going to be like. Me too, me too. She's like, Wow. I, I I was just in shock, but yeah, I I'm curious about next week's episode because oh my goodness, it is getting so good. But is it safe to say we can wrap this thing up? We can. So as always, guys, be good to yourselves and be good to each other. And that's all we have for now. So are you waiting to see what happens? Like we are, oh my goodness. This just keeps getting better and better. So guys, as always, be good to yourselves. Be good to each other. Happy Mother's Day, guys, to all the moms out there. And happy shopping.